0: Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Richfield Tiger Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Santos, And we got a great show for you today. I got some awesome members from the Richfield High School Counseling Department, and they're going to tell us all sorts of things about college prep preparedness and all of that stuff in that subject. So joining me today is uh, Jenna, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi everybody. so I, my name is Jenna Barbino. I have been a school counselor now for 12 years. Nice. Um, I started in Waterbury Public Schools and I came to Ridgefield in January of last year. So I'm almost on my one year anniversary here. Um, and I really just love my job.
0: You know, fun fact that's where I started Waterbury Public Schools so <laughs> oh, I oh love yeah. That yeah kennedy high school so <laughs> uh and then stephanie our our uh, department head
2: yeah so hi everyone i am stephanie Chung. i am the counseling supervisor for um, richfield high school school counseling department um i just started in july and i'm so happy to be a tiger um i have been a school counselor probably about 12 years too 10 to 12 uh-huh. years um, I have spent a couple of years in college admissions when I first started off my career. Um, I have done uh, college admissions reading for Yale School of Public Health um, for a part-time job. and um I worked in nonprofits to help um, first generation students become college accessible. So um very, you know excited to be a part of such a great department.
0: All right, great. Uh, and um just say it's kind of neat because you have a little, back-end knowledge of this right mm-hmm. Stephanie you were on both yeah, ends
2: I have, I have been and it's you know it's always you know it's, it's an ever-changing landscape but at the same time uh, you know a lot of consistency stay the same so um, you know we're here just to talk about like what you know all families if you're listening to this and you have you know young children and I know sometimes the college process can feel very um, scary and what do I have to do to get my kid to be successful and we're going to cover that um, today
0: absolutely well before we get into the main topic which is uh the subject is college uh why don't you just tell us a little bit about the school counseling department
2: sure so our school counseling department we have eight school counselors at Ridgefield high school they are broken down by um, alphabet so um, ideally a student is with a counselor for all four years um, and the school counselors are the role of school counselor is academic, social, emotional, and college, and career, which college falls under. We use the term college broadly because roughly like 95% of our students here go on to a four-year college, but the, what we will talk about today are the other options. Um, and we spend the four years trying to get to know students, doing counseling seminars, supporting them when they're learning, um, helping them develop the skills necessary for them to leave here, and not just being really good in English and math, but also having some resilience and some Mm self-advocacy and all those types of things too so that's what a school counselor does is just really get to know students and be a student advocate
0: oh and you guys also help them through the process of the four years of even choosing their courses inside the high school as well as you know i know it's not really called guidance that much anymore but you guide them to your post high school career
2: (laughs) we're actually starting course selection um in a couple of right after the new year so we'll be having those conversations with all of our students
0: That's amazing. So cool. So, uh, well, let's just get down to the the main topic is what are the post high school options for an RHS student?
1: So I would love to talk about that because the options are growing for our kids. Mm -hmm. And I always tell parents and families um, and students that we're a team. It's a team effort throughout high school. We're a team for all four years, including the college and process for the next steps, like what comes after high school. So as Ms. Chung said, a large percent of our students historically and traditionally go to a four-year college after high school. But sometimes that's not the path for all students. So there's some other options that we want to make sure that families and students are aware of. We have um, some students are going to, maybe they fall in love with a, a, another type of career like HVAC or plumbing or they love working on cars. Some students would go right into a trade school after high school Those programs can start as early as June, where they're going to continue on their education and they're going to get licensed in a specific area. And a lot of times students enjoy that field because it's something they're passionate about. A lot of times programs are going to continue to pay for their education as apprenticeships for students. Um, And students can easily see like a return on their investment with like a salary and benefits that a lot of these jobs entail. So it could be a great option for some students that are just passionate about a specific area in their life. And we do offer courses that can sometimes tap into that. Like we have engineering and we have um, web design and different um, courses that may just spark an interest with students to explore further. That maybe a traditional four year college doesn't have to be the best plan for them. Another time, students can also take a gap year. And what that looks like is. Maybe they just want to get to know themselves a little better. Maybe they want to explore, like, what really is it that they want to commit into their next chapter in life? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You
0: mean to tell me that an 18-year-old may not have their entire life plan mapped out just yet?
1: Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Um, So, but it's it's natural and it's normal for some kids to say, I'm not sure yet. And that is okay. Mm -hmm. So some students are going to take a gap year and maybe they're going to, take a year to get a job, focus on themselves, Mm -hmm. um, find improvements that they want to build on before they make a commitment to, you know, a college commitment's a big deal, right? So sometimes students will um, take that gap year. And there's also some students want to join military branches after high school. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different options for kids and not one path is the right path. I think it's based on what's best for that student.
2: And going back to the gap year, too, is like we're seeing more and more like formalized programs of like, hey, you want to take a gap year? Like come travel the world with us, go to this country for three weeks, yeah. do some service. So it's really meant to not be like, oh, I just wasn't work enough to apply to college. So I'm just going to go work my you know job and see what happens. It's really meant yeah. as a true exploration with a plan afterwards. Like then I'm going to apply to colleges or I'm going to, um, you know, maybe join the military after it's just giving those students that opportunity to learn more about themselves before they make a big decision. Because as we know, four year colleges are fantastic and they're mostly academic, but there is that social piece that students love and that's where they grow and they meet people that they haven't met before. And that gap year kind of helps support that without having to,
0: enroll in the college oh. yeah absolutely and I'm always for, when I was a teacher at the high school one of the big things I would always push was the trade schools as well mm-hmm. uh, I mean you spend an hour with a good plumber and that's going to cost you more than uh pretty much most other college jobs so. in,
2: in Connecticut right now the, we are a huge manufacturing state and we yep. don't have all the manufacturers are retiring and we don't have people to fill mm-hmm. those jobs so we're yeah. seeing um I like no, Naugatuck valley like community college has a beautiful manufacturing program and they are Begging, 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 begging begging for joy in it because they have jobs that need to be filled. And so students are going for 10 10 months to 15 months and then they're getting a $30, $40 salary. So I've had some students even do that when they don't know what they want to do. They know they're not going to be a manufacturer for life, but it's better than minimum wage at Dunkin Donuts, which might be their current job. Because they're getting a lot of money and then they can do five, six years at that while they start thinking about, like, am I taking classes at night? Am I committing to? So, um, all these options, I think the most, the biggest takeaway is that there's a right option for everybody, but there isn't like the perfect option for everybody. Absolutely. People people get like multiple options might be the right fit for you. And it's just a decision that everyone makes as a family um, so that they feel like they're doing what's right by them.
1: And the even better part, if with something called Pact with Connecticut, um, the promise to advance Connecticut you can go to a, any community college in Connecticut for free for the first two years so let's say you're not sure what you want to do or you maybe want to try the um the uh, manufacturing, manufacturing program at Mvcc you just want to try it you're debt free for two years yeah and that's like that's just amazing Jake. I think that's
0: worth so much yeah <laughs> so much
2: right it's just because <sighs> especially if people end up wanting to go like now nowadays like the, you need a bachelor's you need a master's right like you mm-hmm. continue if you're in the field that requires the education so you know i think that even you know the finances it's just expensive no matter yeah, who you are what you are it's an expensive investment so um we are seeing students taking more and more and you know i think we saw it over covid and and then it's just continued where you know, that push for, you know, four-year schools are getting very hopping. We mm-hmm. had 49% of our students last year applied by November 1st. This year we had 80% of our students applied. by. So college is still a, you know thing. Students are ready and eager to apply, and that is fantastic. And the students who want to apply to tech schools and wait, that is fantastic. And the kids who want to go to Naugatuck Valley or they want to take a gap year, those are all fantastic. And we're here to just tell you those options and support you through all of it.
0: Well, speaking of, uh, what, what do our students do for uh, preparing themselves for that kind of post high school success?
2: Yep. So um, first and foremost is really just learning about who you are as a student. So if you're, you know, you you're listening to this and you have a middle schooler at home, you know, it's not necessarily talking to them about like what college is a good college or what they want to do when they grow up, but it's like reminding them like who they are and what they want to do. Um, and, you know, pointing out their like different, um, strengths and everything. So um, Jenna, do you have anything else that you wanna jump in on?
1: I think also um, what's important for kids to and families to know is sometimes a student will come and they'll be stressed about like an SAT score. Or they'll be stress, uh, stressed about a grade that they got and you're so much more than just those little pieces right so testing is one piece and some and as right now the trend was still test optional that trend may be changing in the next couple of years but it's still one piece of you your grades are one piece of you you're so much more than what's on paper um and you know that personal essay that you get to write is your time to speak so Um, I don't want students to feel hung up on maybe one bad grade or a C that they're not proud of from freshman year. And now they're a senior because you're much more than just what we Mm -hmm. submit on paper.
2: So the colleges, when you apply you're you know, you submit your academic profile, which is like the transcript. And that only shows this is sometimes we hear this this myth a lot where the transcript shows quarter grades and discipline and behavior. No, the transcript shows strictly the courses you took, the final grade you got in them and then your GPA. And that. Yep. Um, so it really, that's what the colleges are seeing and doing for mm-hmm. their academic profile. Um, but what they need to also see is who you are and what you're doing outside of that classroom setting. So are you, you know, are you active? Are you, what defines you? What makes you excited? What are you enjoy doing? And that isn't necessarily a resume of 50, 60 things that you did mm-hmm. just to build up your resume.
0: Yeah. What I'm
2: really looking for is like, who are you? What what brings you joy? What are you gonna bring to our campus? Our campus is this microcosm of a town, and we need people who are going to do a little bit of everything. So when you all have, you know, people that are all the same, that town's not gonna run functionally. So they're looking exactly. for the campus, and they're looking for the student government kids and looking for the community service, they're looking for the kids that are gonna talk in class, and they're gonna look for the kids that are looking out for each other in the residence halls. So if there's not one universal answer for what they're looking for and we see students driving themselves crazy trying to define themselves to fit an unknown. Yeah. So what we tell students is just be yourself. You know, there's no magic number. There's no rather
0: magic. than being the best person on the planet not, to not get into being, the school. Not, yeah.
2: Not being what they think they should be, but just be yourself and you will get into a space that is a good fit for you. Um, so it's like, who are you going to be mm-hmm. when you get into that classroom? Um, so as parents, we can help our students by teaching soft skills that can show through a college essay. And as school counselors, that's what we had tried to help mm-hmm. them do. So it's not like, okay, great you got an a in english because you know how to do you know multiple choice well but like did you get an a because you know how to talk to the teacher and did you get an a because you know how to you know start a good class discussion so those are the types of things that we you know really try to help our students focus on Um, and like our Are students being a good self advocate? Are they responsible? Are they mature and ready enough to go Mm -hmm. live on their own and make decisions that they're confident in? Those are things that we want to start building up. That's huge. Because they can come to school, do school good, and then go live on their own and not know what the first thing is. Um, So we just, you know, we help support your students um and what you can be done at home is by asking questions about everyday fun things and not an immediate focus necessarily on the academics Mm -hmm. you know we I'm sure it's not, it's pretty common. We see it across the nation, just that that students are stressed. There's a there's a an achievement culture here in our yeah. country that I think is developed by society. And sometimes he talks about college. And it's like, how can you be successful, determined, and motivated and not being mm-hmm. you know crippled by that, you know, need and, to be achieve have that achievement.
0: And from someone who clearly at the age of 18. Thought I had a very different life trajectory, and now I'm where I am now, which I believe I'm, yeah, I'm very pleased with and uh, doing well. And, mm-hmm. um, but the that journey had nothing to look like what I was in 18, right? Um, where I also tell people, yeah, college is not high school, but then the real world is not college. Mm-hmm. So you could keep doing well at school, 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 and then you hit the real world, and it's a brick wall, and you're like, whoa. Okay. And I think that's you're you're basically speaking truth there. It's like you know everyone was so focused on getting into the best school mm-hmm. that they got into the best school, and then it's like, oh, now what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there was no game plan after that. It's like, oh, then I'll get the job that I'm successful, and I'm like, what's the job? And they're like, uh, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, and Wes, I'm happy you said that too because a lot of sometimes kids are focusing on like I have to accept the offer. Of the most prestigious school I've applied to. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily have to hold true, um, because we really want students to believe in the fact that they're going to end up where they're supposed to be.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and the other thing is, is when you when you're searching for jobs and when you're applying places, they're not going to compare where you went to school. Like, oh, this one went to a state school, but this one went to you know a school that was eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. They yeah. want to look at the degree you get. So I want kids to really find instead of looking at which school is ranked better, which is more prestigious, what school feels right to you. Mm That's the big. That's the big question. And I do. Yeah.
2: Think, I mean, yes, there you can definitely, you know, more prestigious schools might have better networking opportunities. Absolutely, like we get that hundred percent. But you know, those prestigious schools are still something one to two percent of people, and more than one to two percent of applicants are being successful when they graduate. So, exactly
0: developing that
2: networking <laughs> skill, developing you know those things, no matter where you are, and identifying like okay maybe the school doesn't have this mm-hmm. kind of resource, but how can I put myself in that position?
0: And, um, and depending what job you go into now, we're seeing a lot of companies and what do performance tasks or portfolio tasks because it's like, hey, you know, you might've gone to this really prestigious school, mm-hmm. but I need to know that you could do X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. because we've hired people from said prestigious schools and they may not know how to do those things. Yeah. So
2: but really um, that's another goes, thing. It's a, whole, it's a whole package, right? Yes. So, you know, like, it's it's you know who you are, what you're what you do, if you know prestigious schools and academics are right for you, that's great. You're gonna do fantastic there. You know, like but it's just it, it's taking that step back to be like there's multiple options, there's multiple pathways. So and just you know, as students continue to learning to balance their time and their focus, um, you know, and like going back to the resume thing, we have students who are like, I have to do six activities after school and take six APs. And yeah. it's like, yeah, if, if if you are doing that and doing that well do it, you know, enjoy it. But like, if that's causing the stress, if you're not finding the time, it's okay to focus on one activity, one or two activities that you can do and do well um, and get leadership roles in them. And, you know, like have achievements in them versus spreading your time so thin that you never get to that next level of um, having the independence and those soft skills. And I think it's also said like, activities at college level we hear this all the time from college admissions officers it's not just what the school offers what you're doing if you're going home and caring for your young siblings if you're helping Absolutely. A in the house if you're supporting your neighbor weekly those things also matter um and those things are really important um because it just shows that you're a good person and you have those soft skills so when we say being involved we're really just saying like what are you doing besides going to school and then going home and sitting on the couch? You know, like there's got to be something. Yeah. And how are you going to showcase <laughs> <something>? <laughs>
0: Um So, uh, and I think we'll we'll kind of, I think the last question here, because most people who are listening to this podcast are probably not students, but parents mm-hmm. of said students. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can parents do to support their, their child, support the school counseling, yeah. and just the overall process of... Post high school life.
2: Sure. So I think going back to like at home, it's just having that daily conversation. Like, you know, yes, establish that academics are important, but they're not the most important. Um, I was just started reading a book and I'm eager to get through it. And um, one of our counselors went to see her talk. It's uh, the book's called Never Enough by Jennifer Wallace. And it's really her approach as a reporter to the fact that in society, we have this toxic achievement culture that um our students are feeling so like we have multiple times where a kid has internal pressure to do the best and the parents are like this isn't coming from us we don't know where it's coming from it's society at large um so like a lot of her book is just really having um, you know, what can we do for students so that they feel mm-hmm. like that they matter in the family system, regardless of academics, right? Like, tell them what you love about them. Tell them what you admire about them. Why do you enjoy being with them? Get excited to see them. Ask them about their debt. Ask them about their yeah. friends. So really just having that piece so that they're developing a sense of self beyond I'm good at school or I'm not good at school. Um, because that's where they're going to start like a good career is a mix of what we're good at and what we like doing, right? Like that's how people, you feel confident. You feel like you're enjoying your day. Like those are what a good fit career is. So as parents, you can definitely help them figure out the rest of that because in school, they're like, School, school, school. As we get to school, right? Like that's just the mentality that they're having. Um, so taking a step back at home to remind them about like, why are they a good person? Why do you love hanging out with them? Yep. Um, why? You know, what makes like what stands out about them? Like, I really like that you stand up for yourself. I really like yep. that you're a good friend and that you're, you know, you give me a big hug when you come home because you can see that I had a stressful day at work. Whatever it might be to help them feel like they matter outside of academics, because honestly. They do. And that's that's a huge, huge piece is that, you know, once academics go away, like we all know, like no one's asking about my high school GPA in the last 15 years. No one's asking about my SAT score in the last 15 years. Right. So it's like those types of things need to be developed earlier on to take that stress off of on the academics but also providing once again it's balanced you know providing the structure to have students feel that they are taking a rigorous caseload that they are challenging themselves and they are doing that so it
1: is finding that balance that works for our students i would say another thing too is that um remember like the team part that i had talked about in the beginning have scheduled meetings with your school counselor um anytime yeah. you could as you know i've met with um, some students in their sophomore year with parents about college process and even though that's very early we're here to help we're, we're, we're knowledgeable we know how to best help support our students find the best path for them and we want to work as a team yep. i think the other important thing is I want like students and parents to find, like finding the best college for you is like its own research project. Yeah. <laughs> so research colleges, you know, yes, do college searches, but like there's so many. So like as a family discuss, how far do you wanna be? What size school are you looking for? Yeah. Um. Do you want the social aspect of a division <laughs> one school, even though you may not be an athlete, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many different factors to find what's the best fit for you. Um. Following up with your child about what they're learning in junior seminars. Um, starting this year, our juniors are already on their second round of seminars where we're already talking about the college application process for them. Um, so it's we're getting them started early with the information they need. And really junior year, <clears throat> We want them to start looking like, what colleges do you like? So you could plan family trips if possible to visit schools. We want you to visit as many schools as you can. And let's say you go to the city to visit NYU because that's the school you're really interested in. There are so many schools also around NYU that even if you're not interested in, step on those campuses because you're going to get more information just on those visits. What do you like and what do you not like about that campus? Yeah. And like what what are you what are you seeing? Do the people look happy? Are they friendly? Eat in the cafeteria.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and I think the most important piece to really get them where they need to be is when they come in the door as a senior, the majority of them are gonna have a lot of their common app done because we're working with them their junior year and into their senior year um, on completing the common app. But a piece that we ask that parents and students do is really when you come into school as a senior know the schools you want to apply to that makes your senior beginning of your senior year and your college application process that much more smoother because you've done the research Mm -hmm. you've put in the work and now you know where you want to apply from and then the rest of the pieces are easily is much easier going to fall into place
2: and there's like a lot of pieces but we work with college admission we see what over i think 100 come to school yeah and there's indeed. so many yep. shameless plug yeah. April 3rd is our college fair so save the date for those families that are interested in coming to a college fair um we'll have more information as, Ooh, as well.
0: we might have to do a show yeah. to push that right before uh-huh. that happens so uh, we'll put that on the schedule
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> that, research, so we that balance of researching and getting students interested and motivated this is this is supposed to be a fun experience. This is the first big decision students are making on their own, and they're going to go off and flourish. And like, what? Do, where are they going? So whether it is the college or the two year, or the military or gap year, they're going to go do something awesome and become a young adult and become a strong contributor to society. And this should be um, an amazing time. We had just an alumni panel just to wrap up, and um, we asked them all the question, "What would you have done differently during your college planning process?" And they all said not stress as much as i did there was no reason yeah like like our counselor (laughs) guided us counselors got stuff done we knew our deadline we knew um what was expected of us um and you know we had that support and in hindsight there was no reason to stress as much as we did so and we got it it's stressful we're not saying don't stress but like just from what we've seen over the years is that everyone goes somewhere awesome and they do great things
0: that's awesome
1: College is a great time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, I know you, both of you are very busy and I want to just say thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy day. Uh, I also <laughs> want to say thank you to the wonderful audience who's been listening to this podcast. If, if you're listening to it, I already got you. You need to tell your friends and family who live in Ridgefield. This is the number one podcast in Ridgefield. You go to your favorite podcasting app, Apple, Spotify, Android, a uh, podverse, whatever you use, just type in Ridgefield. Boom, Tiger Talk pops up. It's the first one. Make sure you subscribe to it, and you're going to be up to date on all the cool happenings here at Ridgefield Public Schools. Uh, again, thank you so much to uh, Jenna and Stephanie. Thank you. We love.
2: Thank you, you guys. Thank okay. you.
0: And uh, I'm just uh, so happy that we have such a great department at the high school, really helping our students figure out their post high school life and beyond. And uh, yeah, this is Dr. D wishing everyone a great weekend, signing off.